Hello everybody and welcome to the 26th uh, Youssef uh, Shaheen uh, podcast. Uh, I'm Jose Arroyo. I'm Richard. And today we're going to be talking about a 1965 uh, film called The Ring Seller, uh, which, am I, am I right in thinking it's his only real musical? Can one say that? Like, uh, yeah. it's, the, it's the only, well, it's the only one we've seen. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's the only one he made, but it, it, yeah, it's based on a stage musical. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it's the, it's the only one that we've, been, we've had access to that's a pure proper yeah. musical yeah i mean many of his other films have musical elements or musical numbers and indeed some even melodramas have you know more than one musical number mm. but this is almost like an operetta yeah or you know yeah. a spanish sartuela or that kind of integrated musical really where it's all sung yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so and of course um it stars what I understand to be a you know legendary singer of uh, the Arab world, a kind of an icon of Lebanon mm. uh, called Fairuz. Fairuz, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. the uh, yeah. She, I mean, she's huge. She's still alive. She's eight, eight, eighty-six. All right. Um, okay. She uh, yeah, massive. Apparently, the biggest selling, so the biggest selling female singer in in the Middle East. Right. ever i think wow. um, and i'm sort of reading up on her you know the comparisons are you know she they compare her to edith piaf or elvis presley or or whoever mm -hmm. you want to compare her to you know she's she's that big and she's also she was married to one of the writers so the the musical was written by um two brothers uh mm -hmm. called the uh the rabani brothers who again were were huge, you know, or well, yeah, they were because well, one at least one of them is dead, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, Rodgers and Hammerstein or something, you know, that mm -hmm. that that level of of importance in the Middle East. So, uh, so it's fascinating because it's 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 a, uh, you know, let's face it, it's a singer and a pair of writers that neither of us are familiar with, but are absolutely massive in in, in a, a different culture. So. Yeah. <laughs> show kind of this narrow Anglo-Saxon perspective on exactly. the world, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> which which we're trying to expand. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, uh, I I feel almost regretful because I like the film so much that I wish we'd had a chance to see it in a wonderful copy, which we did not. Yeah, it's it's not a bad copy. It's it's okay. It's on it's on. You, you can find it on YouTube. Um, you have to, if you search YouTube using the Arabic title, which you can find on Wikipedia. That's how I found it. Uh, yes. It's 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 there with with English subtitles, which yes. is nice. So, uh, so it's it's a it's 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 an okay copy, but yeah, you can tell it would look it would just look fantastic in in a in a nice restoration. I mean, you know, it's better to see it in this version than not to see it at all, which is how we saw. Yeah, I think it, to say it, that it's a good copy is really stretching it. <laughs> well, it's good. It's good compared to some of the copies of things we've 
we've had access to. I mean, yeah. it's perf it's perfectly watchable. I mean, you know, this is a musical in which mise-en-scene is very important. And you can detect a color scheme, mm. um, you know, and you can see how cleverly it's used. Often, you know, you have like a kind of a frame, mostly in dark colors, with a splotch of red in the center. And so that, you know, you can, you can, you can detect a color scheme and, uh, and see how carefully it was worked through. But in a copy like this, you can't experience it. No, you know? no. So, uh, you know, if this is a film in which something like color is key, then we're largely missing that dimension of it because, you know, kind of it's blurry and a little bit blurry, um, yes. you know, and so on. So, so, so it's a fair copy worth seeing, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we can't wait until someone puts out like, you know, the perfect restored Blu-ray yeah, yeah. of it, because I think this is definitely you know, one that's worth uh, restoring. Mm, definitely. Well, I think they've all, I mean, my understanding is they've all been restored. It's just they're not all accessible. So okay. uh, hopefully they will become accessible. Yes, well, they must be difficult uh, to access them because, you know, uh, when we started going to its projects, I did go and buy almost everything I could that was available, mm. you know, either here or in France or in Spain. So, um, yeah, this is I, not I think the, Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the restorations are kind of, are only in the last couple of years because that's what was touring and that, that's what was at, at um in bologna and different selections were at different festivals that year so yes uh, but I, to I, say I, that they were restored doesn't mean that there's blu-rays that have no made no exa exactly exactly you know? exactly so um which which i imagine can't be difficult or expensive really no. in the scheme of things though obviously they all they all take some kind of money uh, hmm. so um it's a fable, yeah. Yep. Um, and 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 actually, it's kind of yeah. It, it reminded me very much of operetta in the sense that you know they're all fabulistic. They all they're all moral. They are, you know, they tell moral tales, um, and they're all about love. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which of course is almost kind of like at the heart of morality because it's seen you know, in this world to be like a key stage in life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and it's tied to sexuality, but not only to sexuality. So kind of at the beginning of the film, there's like, what is the festival of the celibacy day or something? Yeah. But it's, I think that's, I think that's a bad translation of, of the dialogue. It's kind of, it, the the the, the should, should we talk about the plot? It, it, it's, yeah. Tell yeah, the plot. So, so, so it's, it's this small village, um, they, the mayor, every, the, nothing, yeah, it's kind of quite a boring village. So to liven things up, the mayor makes up this story that there's this villain who is attacking him in the forest. And so it's dangerous to leave the village because this villain is out there. Um, meanwhile, it, it, it's then celibacy day or whatever, which is basically essentially the young people of the village can, can get together and there are 30 men and 29 women. So one woman is going to be disappointed, which is going to be Firuz. Fy <laughs> so Firuz plays the mayor's niece and she, she won't have a man because she's, uh, she, I mean, clearly she, she, she's amazing. She looks amazing. But it's like, oh, well, you're, you're never going to find a man. Um, then, and, and there's these two villains who are scheming around. Then a guy turns up to the village who has the same name as this imaginary villain. And everyone thinks it's the villain, but actually it turns out he's just there to sell engagement rings. 
and then everyone lives happily ever after the end. <laughs> it's kind of, I mean, that that's it's a very slight plot, but that's that's basically the plot. Um, it's a very slight plot, but I mean, for me, you see, I think the film kind of resonated for me because, you know, you get the sense that. I mean, the film is in 1965. Mm, yeah. You know, so it's set in a world which is still remembered. Yeah. So which is, you know, I mean, I'm sure kind of modernism, modernity hits mm. Lebanon by 1965. It's because it seemed to be the the the, the style of dress. It, it what it was set in no particular time because actually some of some of the characters were wearing quite modern dress. Yes. So I think, and I think that was clearly deliberate. That this, this, and it's, yeah, it's, it tells you at the end, you know, this was this was just a story, you know. Yeah. Um, this didn't this didn't really happen. It was just a story, but yeah. yeah. So it's it could be any time. It's very self-conscious yeah. in that way, but nonetheless, it is drawing on traditions and ways of life that are really legible to its audience. Yeah, mm. and that actually, you know, are part of the assumptions of the plot, right? You know, that there are villages, yeah, that are cut off, you know, that they're so small that basically people are matched up from birth, right? 40 yeah. men, you know, 39 women, <laughs> or the yeah. other way around, yeah. right? Uh, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, I mean, I think that the things about water, about courtship rights, you know, about the fear of the outsider, Right. Mm. And what that represents about, you know, kind of villages that are really cut off. Um, yeah. So that every stranger that comes in is a potential danger. I mean, yeah, all of those things are kind of um, interesting to me because I think they're also part of a shared culture, really, of a shared kind of, uh, you know, uh, um, European Mediterranean mm kind of Middle Eastern way of, of life and understanding that is not, that is not too distant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think kind of, you know, um, yeah. So I found all of that interesting. I mean, I, you know, I, I felt kind of happy that Lebanon has a film like this. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Because it kind of, somehow evokes part of you know a, a, a culture and a tradition and a way of life and yeah it becomes almost like a kind of you know not a visual record of it but almost like a psychic record of it yeah mm. yeah yeah so your thoughts on the film i i yeah i thought i, th I thought it was great i mean it, it's probably a you know as far as shaheen films go it's not a particularly personal film because he's dealing he's filming someone else's play but the style of it i just thought was incredible and the the you know the way the camera moves some of the the, the staging it, uh, you know there's like scene like scenes for instance there's a, there's a bit where the where Firuz is singing inside her apartment inside her room and it's filmed through a stained glass window and the camera keeps moving between these different panels so mm. she's she's like tinted in different colors or there's a bit with the two villains who have bedrooms kind of in different buildings opposite each other and you're filming He's filming from inside one bedroom, and you see the other guy, and then it switches place, and then it's the camera kind of swoops down, and there are these troops marching between that the two buildings. It's, it's some incredible shots. It really reminded me of, I mean, obviously the MGM musical style of things and American mm. in Paris, but the other thing it really reminded me of is, is those uh, Powell and Pressburger films of operettas. So, mm. um, Tales of Hoffman and Rosalinda, just in terms of the, this very, I mean, it's a very anti realistic 
set. It's it, it's you know it's it's not attempting any form of realism. The set and the costumes are very um, very fake, you know, deliberately. And the and the the way the way the camera moves around that set is is it it is amazing. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really interesting. It was. I mean, uh, there were th there were several things that stood out for me, and you know, one of them was just like, you know, it's whatever you think about Shaheen, he is an extraordinary director of just putting things into the frame. Yeah, how they're put mm. in. Yeah, how um, a scene plays out, you know, and what is basically a two-dimensional space and how his choices kind of give it life and dynamism. I mean, that scene is an example of it, right? Because it begins yeah. with one man lying down on a bed, you know, with like a little frame outside. And then, you know, kind of, yeah, the window opens and, you know, there's his friend and he's shaving and that occupies a little corner of the screen. And then you see that he's being reflected in a mirror as well, right? Yeah, so yeah. Kind of, you know, like just just how that film the, creates this incredible. Dynamic. Yeah, and there are all those scenes with the the fortune teller where she's she's got all these small mirrors yes. all over the all over the room, and so you're just getting all these reflections of the characters. It's, it's, yes. it's really really incredibly done. And the other thing um, that really comes across is um, his handling of crowds. Yeah, <clears> I mean um, this might be unlike um well not, no that's not true i mean you know uh, uh we're, we're 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 no longer used to having frames teeming with people right i mean and now it tends to be two people or four people or like yeah we're going to see it on a television and i think kind of you know uh, uh images with large numbers of people mm. um are becoming rarer and rarer Shaheen is very good about managing large groups of people, you know, whilst nonetheless centering the action and the plot, you know, and the beats of where kind of the feeling in each kind of bit is moving. Mm. So, you know, and this is a film which is about a village. So, you know, most of the scenes are crowded with people, right? Yeah, there are street scenes, there are cellars, there's cafe scenes, there's festivals and dancing and forests. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the, op the opening number is amazing, where it's kind of the camera swooping around and the whole village are out listening to the mayor telling the story. And then you cut to different groups of people having different conversations about it, all, all sung through. I was actually quite disappointed because that opening number went on for so long that I assumed that, that the whole thing was going to be sung through. So I was kind of a bit disappointed when there actually turned out to be some dialogue. But yeah. it, it was but very yeah, little. I mean, very a, little dialogue. A yeah. phrase here or there. I mean, it really yeah. is an operetta, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, because there's very little dialogue. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, the, and the even other... when there was, because I wasn't sure that there was dialogue, actually, because, you know, you you think, oh, you know, they've moved into a bit of dialogue. And then you realize that it's a refrain and it's a bit of poetry. That's yeah, rhyming, yeah. Right. So... Yeah. So, is it dialogue, or is it like a prelude to a song, or a postcode to a song in rhyme? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. What did you think? What do you think is the message of the film? What's being conveyed? What's being conveyed? Uh, uh, I, I, I'm not, I, I. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure there is a strong message. I think it, I. Honestly, I, I, I just think it's an entertaining musical. I, I, I don't, I, I, unlike many of his other films, he's not making any political point here. No, no, he, but, he, you know, just to say that it's an entertaining musical, I mean, you know, people have argued, for example, that 
you know, American musicals are about the representation or the depiction of utopia, what utopia mm-hmm. would feel like, yeah, singing on the streets, singing your heart out, yeah, kind of yeah, being, yeah. yeah. So, kind of, what is what is this film conveying? I mean, I guess it's all about the strength of community and, uh, you know, and the power of love. And, you know, there's a love story at the center. It's actually quite an, quite an odd love story because you never meet the man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, you know, the heroine um, at the end, the ring seller says, oh, by the way, would you like to marry my nephew? And she's like, yeah, OK, man. And you don't see, you don't see him. And they just wander off um, into, the, into the distance. Well, she's but it's not going of... to be the single. She's not going to be. Exactly. She's not going to be in a, left on the shelf. Mm. Um, but yeah, so she, she kind of wanders off into the distance, out of the frame, and it's like, yeah, we're not going to see any more of her because she's left this village, and this village just doesn't really exist. And it's, it, yes. I, I found that very, very interesting. Um, I, I, yeah, so, I mean, there are certain ideas that are being conveyed. I mean, um, first, you know, the importance of community, for sure, mm. above all else, really. Um, yeah, uh, uh, you know, family ties and kinship ties and, you know, village ties yeah. seem to trump almost everything else. Um, so, um, there's almost no, um, no talk of sex. No, no. You know, it really is about about marriage and marriage is an agreement and kind of you know, marriage as almost like necessary, but also full of trouble and regret and danger. I, you mm. know, it's not a romantic view of marriage, but yeah, so marriage is almost like a given. It's almost like, you know, if you get married, you have this kind of life. If you don't get married, you have a different kind of life. There, but the marriage, thing that, huh? It's just, it just occurred to me there are no children in the village. True. Well, yeah, there are there are daughters, but no, but they're all like. But they're grown up daughters. They're all yeah, grown up. No that, that's yeah. That's kind of. I don't know. That didn't occur to me when I was watching it, but uh, but so maybe maybe no one's having sex in this village. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe if you're not of marriageable age, you're of no interest to the story. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's also true. <laughs> um, but this is a story that is is very much. It's very interestingly focused. Mm on community and marriage. Yeah. Um, and the idea of sex is so removed from the story uh, that, you know, I mean, when people are saying, oh, well, you know, he stayed single and he stayed single, then it means that you become something else in the forest. I forget what it is, you know. Uh, but, you know, kind of, there's no, there's no hint of any sexual mm. difference or anything like that you know kind of um you're just unlucky in love and you go become a wise man or something right like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and actually you know the guy who keeps uh, uh giving chickens as gifts to a potential marriage partner he says well you know i have a very happy life like you know kind of i don't need this yeah so uh uh so that's kind of interesting i mean i'm kind of like just trying to sort out you know um yeah, this idea of of marriage because um, you know it's not the individual's decision; it's the family's decision. Though there's more room for an individual decision in a village setting than there would be in other settings. Yeah, and actually, yeah. the uncle gives 
Denise permission to make her own decision, right? Um, so I, it would be expected that she wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of it's it's. Yeah, it's interesting to compare to Fiddler on the Roof, uh, in terms of you know musical about with a similar theme, you know, small village, uh, small small religious community. Uh, marriage brokers and so on, and that, I was just—I just looked up that that actually Fiddler on the Roof premiered the year after this premiered on stage, so that's uh -huh. so clearly just a coincidence in theme. Um, yes. But but yeah, I, I think that's an in, the the plot was was reminiscent of of that. I think yes. But again, again, purely purely pure pure, pure coincidence. Um, one of the things that was lovely watching this is that it did have English subtitles, mm. and that the English subtitles covered the songs. Yes. Yeah. So, You'd have been a bit lost if they didn't. <laughs> exactly. So, but the advantage of that is that you can understand what is being sung because actually, you know, when subtitles don't usually cover songs, you know, mm. so, uh, uh, and actually it really made me appreciate, uh, Fairuza singing. Yeah. You yeah. Know, which is, which is really exquisite, I think. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. You can yeah. see all the variations and I I found one one article about her that you know, was describing her as the greatest singer in the world. Own, only Billie Holiday comes close. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, yeah. So I mean, in terms of where it fits in Shaheen's career, that's it's kind of interesting because it, it's it's mid sixties and it he'd made. Um, we've actually not been able to see many of his sixties films, um, mm. and he I think he so he made. Um, Saladin, and then in, I think two more films after Saladin. Let me just check before before this one. But at, th at this point, he was living in Beirut. He was he was kind of I can't remember the background, but he'd had some row with with the Egyptian government. I think related to Saladin. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he made Saladin Victorious 1963, then Dawn of a New Day 64, then this is 1965 in 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 Beirut, and then he made. Golden Sands, which again we've not seen before, he then made uh, People of the Nile. So that that's kind of where it it sort of fits between those two very big budget films. Yeah, so we have a lot to see actually, don't we? Because I mean, how did we not get a hold of those? Well, we're, they're they're available, but without English subtitles. So, right. um, but yeah, yeah, uh, which would we, be you know that would be a limit for me. I yeah. Without any any subtitles, I mean, yeah. So yeah, but 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 yeah, it's, that, that's interesting. Um, the I found an article about how the film came about. I'll send you a link to this if I can find it. Um, so he, it was the first film of a musical by the Rubani brothers, um, and they approached Shaheen because he was living in Beirut. They wanted to make a film. They went to see Shaheen. Mm. Uh, the initial idea was to, to do a, a, a new story. But he said he didn't live in Lebanon long enough to direct films with, with an authentic feeling. So they, they adapted Rings for Sale. There are um, differences between the uh, the plot of the stage play and, and, and the film. So it's not actually a straight filming of the stage play. Um, but yeah, there's very uh, the, the information online about this is pretty limited in English anyway. Oh, funny. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but yeah, int interesting film. The other thing I was going to rant about was IMDb. So I, I uh, talking yes, of it's all wrong, isn't it? Yeah, because I, I, when I was watching it, I was trying to figure out where this fits in in, in Shaheen's filmography.
if you look at IMDb, it tells you this film came out in 1974 after The Sparrow, which is clearly nonsense. And the reason is they're using the French release date, um, ah, right. which is just such a such nonsense. I can understand it if they were saying if IMDb was taking the policy, we're only ever going to use the US release date or something. But they're just defining release date as a date when it was released in a Western country, regardless yeah. of the fact it was actually out in in the Middle East ten years earlier. It's, it That's just like shocking, actually. Yeah, like, you know, it's really I, I was uh, imperialist. Yeah, maybe that's what the I stands for, the imperialist movie database. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was I was quite I mean because that's just such that it's just so wrong because you know you're what I was watching this film thinking this there's no way this came out in the seventies and and yeah it it clearly didn't and it doesn't it yeah it also doesn't fit to be the film he made after he made the Sparrow you know <laughs> uh-huh. um, so uh, yeah. The film was mostly shot in the Asri studio. The design of the set was colorful and seemed a little compact, which gave the film a dreamy look. Mm. Of all films, The Ring Seller is the most dependent on song while being light on action, probably because it was a direct theater-to-film conversion. Would you have... Um, did it strike you as a film, as a theater-to-film conversion? Because actually, I you know, it didn't strike I, me at all. I, 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 don't, I don't think so. And, and uh, there are uh, there are differences. Um, so uh, let me find it. There, there's an obvious number of changes between the two versions. There's a whole subplot about apparently there's a subplot about road structures that's not in the film. Uh-huh. Uh, some of the characters are different. So so it's not a direct conversion. And it and it's a very it, it, it's. It's a film. It's a film musical. I mean, in the same way as 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 like I don't know, American in Paris, or um, yes. or, or or a film, or something like you know, My Fair Lady, or something. Right. You wouldn't it say it doesn't my... feel like a film. No. Play. I mean, my, yeah, My Fair Lady is a film of a stage musical, but it's yeah. not or Fiddler on the Roof or whatever. It's a film of a stage musical, but it's not. It's a film based on a stage musical, not yeah. a film of a theatre production. I mean, it's yeah, very exactly. very clear. There's no. That, yeah. Uh, everyone seems to admire the mise en scène. Yeah. Mm. So kind of, you know, the way that the camera pans to the dancers, you know, yeah. the way that all of the elements in the dance sequences are coordinated. Um, again, kind of it makes you think of all the other musical numbers in Shaheen's mm. other films where, you know, the dancing and so on is like a flight of fancy. Uh, um, you know, I do think he has a, a, a problem with dance, actually. You know, so I think in this one it all seems very good because he's that he's he's filming formations of people, mm. right? Like not quite Busby Berkeley, but kind of yeah, I, groups of people moving yeah through space. Well, yeah. actually, it's different than filming dance. I think that's I mean that's an interesting point that there isn't actually um, there isn't much dance in the film. There's singing, but not not dancing. Um, and I wonder whether, you know, because clearly he was working closely with the, with the writers and composers of the of the stage musical. Mm. Perhaps in that musical tradition, it is more of a static thing without that with movement, but not dancing. I I I, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm a bit vague, but it seems to me that one of the characteristics and one of the things that Hollywood musicals stand out for is because they really integrate kind of singing and dancing mm. and colour and camera movements and so on. Whereas, you know, other countries produce musicals, yeah, like for example Spain has tons and tons of musicals, 
but dancing is not normally a feature of them. Yeah. You yeah. know, like they tend to be about the singers, right? And, you know, they might do a few flamenco steps or something, right? But but singing is not a central expressive element yeah, in um, the genre the way that it is in uh, Hollywood musicals where you know the names of the choreographers. Or something. Yeah, and I mean, and that's interesting because the, mu the, the, the musical style here is not, you know, it's it, it's not generally music or songs that you could dance to, or you probably could dance to it, but it's not it's not like, you know, high kicking song dance type music. It, it, it's a very it's kind gentle. of emotional, yeah, gentle, emotional, expressive singing. Yeah, so uh, again, more, more like opera or operetta than, the, mm. the, the, than, a, than a, a sort of Western musical. There, there is actually, I'll, I'll send you a link. There's another Fairuz film on, on YouTube with English subtitles, which not obviously not a Shaheen film, which might be interesting to compare. No, um, I would like to but, see yeah, that. Yes, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll send you that. It seems to be a big, a big Cinemascope production. So, Have you uh, seen it? No, not yet. I only, I only noticed it after watching this one. I've not had time uh -huh. to, to look yet. So, uh, but yeah. Okay, well, that might, that might be something to look for. Yeah. Um, all right. Do, do you have any last things you want to say about this? Um, I, 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 I don't think so. I think I, I would highly recommend this film for particularly people who love O Rosalinda, which is a great pound Pressburger film <laughs> that most people hate uh, but it, it's you know it's it's fascinating it's visually amazing and it, you know it, it's I think it's interesting in terms of his career you think about it, at this point you've got Saladin you've got this and you've got people of the Nile which are all kind of very pretty big budget commercial mm. type productions and probably the most probably the most mainstream he got in his career I guess Yes, well, I don't know about that, you know, I mean, you can't get more mainstream than, than Saladin, for example, which, you know... I mean, yeah, I mean, this this period, I mean, was, mm. was yeah. Yeah. Um, so I highly recommend it. If nothing else, for me, you know, it was a, a, a marvelous introduction to Feyre's. Um It's, you know, I, I think a, a wonderful example of... I was going to say a national film culture, like mm. something, you know, that a country would be proud to have made because it evokes a structure of feeling, yeah, not necessarily a historical past, mm. but, you know, a, a feeling of how people lived and felt, yeah, in other times, yeah, within social relations. I think, and obviously the thing is, you know, this is probably a lot more widely shared than in Lebanon, so it has like a, an international dimension and so on. You know, but it originates in this place. And I, I always kind of pay attention to that because it always makes me think of, you know, how sad it is that there are, you know, countries there with marvelous musical traditions, but that mm. nonetheless don't have musical films, you know. Yeah. Um, so here you get to see that, you know, that, that music, that tradition, the great singers mm. uh, 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 performing in it. And then, of course, you know, kind of, um, imaginatively and dynamically and beautifully kind of rendered by Youssef Shaheen. So yeah. I highly recommend. And another thing I was going to mention incidentally was this, there's, a, there's a thread going through Shaheen's career of um, working with these amazing female divas. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> so Dalida and Dalid, Fairuz, <laughs> Magda. So it's basically working with female divas who only have one, who are just known by one name because they're such divas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of, it's kind of quite interesting that these strong, very strong female lead characters played by these clearly iconic figures. 
um, and there's, there's yeah Magda Dalida Firuz and, I th and there was a, there was another one too I'll, I'll have to remind myself oh the, I think possibly the one in in um, in the other the the the, the mother in the other but I, I, yes but but yeah it's but there's so many uh, I mean yeah Cairo Station yeah um, yeah yeah uh, the 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 uh, cabaret singer in um, what's the other musical that we saw the fifties musical mm, yeah yeah about the arranged marriage I mean yeah, um, yeah uh, uh, um, there's a there's a yeah. lot <laughs> she, Shaheen loves his divas yes, he does <laughs> just saying and so do I <laughs> uh, so any last thing no that's it no. Uh, well, we both recommend, highly recommend uh, that you see it. It's it's one of his most entertaining films, and actually, I think, you know, uh, uh, it's his to me, his best uh, uh, deployment of the American kind of musical form on film. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of where you really see that kind of like, you know, extraordinarily expressive. Uh, mise-en-scene that we associate with the classic uh, MGM, Arthur Free, Hollywood music. Mm. So thank you very much for listening. We are the Yusef Shaheen podcast. Uh, I'm Jose. Don't I'm Richard. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.